Today's episode is brought to you by Catholic Match. Are you feeling called to marriage but struggling to meet others who are striving for sainthood? Well, my friends, there is a solution for you. Welcome to Catholic Match, the largest faith-focused dating app designed for single Catholics. Unlike other dating sites, Catholic Match primarily strives to help singles connect for the purpose of sacramental marriage through direct message, video chat, and more. And not only that, it also provides a place to make new friends in the faith because, let's be honest, these days it's harder than ever to cultivate intimate Catholic community. Create your Catholic love story. Visit catholicmatch.com slash good to create your free Catholic Match account and start meeting fellow-minded Catholics today. Welcome to Scripture Seeds, a time to get into God's Word together, to share what it is that He's placing on my heart in hopes that it inspires you to let Him speak to yours. I am no theologian, biblical expert, or historian. I'm simply here to share what it is that I'm hearing from the Lord in my own prayer time in hopes that it may move your heart in some way or even inspire you to do the same. So let's get started. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him and showed him, in an instant, all the kingdoms in the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, It will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Dang, oh my gosh. Man, this scripture verse, it makes me, I have like, I don't know, I'm like pumped up just reading it. It's just, it's it's also bone chilling and gives me goosebumps at the same time. I think it's such a powerful scripture verse. There's so many things happening. Um, but as always, I just want to give maybe how the Lord used it to speak to my own heart um, and apply to my own life and my own journey on this earth. But when I was praying with it... Um, it became so clear to me that there were three things that the devil uses to try to tempt 
Jesus. He uses his identity, pride or power, and then he uses the foundation of truth. And I just, it was blowing me away because isn't this just what we see left and right in the world and in our own lives? The devil, he tries to confuse our own identity, confuse us about our own identity. He tries to feed us lies about who we are. Um, he tries to tempt us and test us um, based on our identity. He's trying to, in, in this particular case, he says to Jesus um, something that is really seemingly innocent that really struck me too, um, which I know there's deeper meanings here with, with bread, of course, with, um, you know, from the Old Testament and just there's so many things happening here. But just again, for me in my own prayer time, it stood out to me that this was a seemingly innocent ask. In fact, it could even be construed as something that looked good. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Seems innocent enough, right? Why can't I just turn the stone into bread? And then there you go. I'll prove that I'm the son of God. The problem, though, is that he's the evil one is using this to test his own identity. If you are the son of God, he's questioning whether Jesus even is the son of God. He's trying to undermine his very own identity in God. And even though something might seem innocent enough, it might even look good on the surface or be construed as good from our culture standpoint. Um, but in the process, if Jesus were to do that, he would be compromising his own identity because now his identity is defined by his ability to turn that stone into a loaf of bread rather than his identity coming from God alone. And it was just really striking me because the truth is that our identity only comes from God. It, it's not something that can be based on passing a test or doing anything on this life, in this earth. Nothing in the world can take this identity as a, as a child, a daughter, or a beloved son of God away from us. And that is a lie that the evil one tries to use. I just see it all over the world, and I've seen it in my own life. Um, that somehow we are unworthy to be called gods, that somehow we do not deserve his forgiveness, that somehow God would reject us, or if we're not able to live up to this standard, then I can no longer belong to God. And that is such a perverted lie, such a perversion of the truth. The truth is that God loves every single one of us. He actually created you to live on this earth because he wills to spend eternity with you. And, and nothing can take that truth away. 
he longs to be in relationship with you and he longs for you to be his. His alone first. Then everything else comes out of that. And when we begin to put our abilities above our identity, the evil one wins. And it could be something as simple as turning a piece of stone into bread. It could be such a sugar-coated ask, something that even seemingly seems good, and yet we're compromising our identity as a son or daughter of God in order to do it. The second thing the devil uses to try to tempt Jesus is power or pride. And he basically says that I will give you all the glory of and authority of this world. For it has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And it just really struck me how the devil will use things of the world, um, whether it's the opinions or the approval of others or um, a, a um, certain good of the world, such as money or uh, getting ahead or being number one at something. Um, and he can even use something that, like we've been talking about, that seems good and, and even could be good for you under God, right? And through God to glorify God and to make the world a better place. But we have to be careful because the devil can use this to tempt us into putting that ahead of our ultimate purpose and destination to spend eternity with God. And if we have to compromise, again, if we have to compromise worshiping God over this thing that we've placed ahead of God, then we're breaking exactly what God asks of us. And Jesus tells us that, right? And he answers him, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. We do not serve the things of the world and we can become attached to the things of the world. And that's exactly what the evil one wishes, you know, for us to get so wrapped up in the things of the world and the goals of this life that we lose sight of our destiny and our purpose and our mission to spend eternity with the Lord in heaven. The last way the devil attempts to um, tempt Jesus is by shaking his very, and using his very foundation of truth against truth. And this is so fascinating. It's so fascinating because this happens, right? After the first two temptations have already failed, and the Lord has responded using scripture, which is also just mind-blowing. <laughs> how can we use scripture in these battles, in these temptations? That's, this is how important the word of God is, that we can, we can lean on it. We can memorize it. We can go back to it um, and, and be sure and know that the Lord is speaking to us through it. And it is truth. And that's exactly what Jesus does to the evil one. Um, the first two times. And so the third time, the devil gets even more clever and he actually uses Jesus' foundation um, of truth. So the word of God, he uses the word of God against God himself. <laughs> and he does this to us too. 
what even when we've progressed to the point where maybe the initial temptations are no longer um, a struggle for us, he will then twist things that we know that are true. He'll twist them ever so slightly um, to make it seem like we are doing something right, right, in the name of truth, and yet he's he's twisting it and using it to serve something that is not good, that is actually evil. Um, and that's exactly what the devil's doing here. He says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for here, for, from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. On their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. So he's using scripture. He's using truth to try to trip um, him up. So he's using something that's good, but twisting it ever so slightly to make it seem like what he's doing would be in line with that good, but it's actually for an evil. And so Jesus answers him in such a profound, amazing way. Because he also, he says, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And I love this because this is the importance of understanding scripture and the church and the authority that the Lord has given the church in order to understand and um, interpret scripture. This is amazing. It's an amazing gift because when you start to cherry pick a scripture verse and say, well, the Bible says here this one thing, but the Bible says over here something different that's seemingly contradictory. That's why we have the church, the amazing church that Jesus built on Peter. And we see that in the scriptures of Jesus giving the keys to the kingdom of heaven to Peter or changing his name from Simon to Peter, um, to rock, cave us that he builds this church on a rock. And that rock is the chair of Peter. And that rock is what gave us the Bible. And that rock is also the only thing under God, led by the Holy Spirit, with the ability to correctly interpret the Bible. Because we can also see this um, in the world, just you know, taking one scripture verse and running with it and, and believing that you are um, doing God's will or doing um, what it is that God commanded of us. But, but you have to look at all of scripture in context. None of it is contradictory. And that's the beauty of um, understanding the fullness of truth in the Catholic faith and what a gift it is. But I just found it just fa- that fascinating, but also fascinating how... Um, we need to be able to know this and we have to know the fullness of truth in order to be able to even respond when the devil attempts to twist this truth ever so slightly um, to make something seem good that is actually contradictory to what God has revealed to us for the way that he wishes for us to live in order to be fully alive and set free from the evil one. And so, yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> He's using the very foundation of truth, twisting it to be used to pull him away from that very truth and to prevent him from going deeper into that truth. 
And wow, my friends, I mean, I know I can relate to that. Have you fallen prey to that too? And maybe it's something that you hadn't even thought of before. And um, this is hitting something in your heart because you can identify with this and because it's true. And it happens all three of these kinds of temptations and many others, but um, happen so often. And so, yeah, it really was blowing my mind. <laughs> this really, I feel like I could really sit with this for a very long time. Um, and I have since praying with this. Uh, I think it's one that I'm going to continue to go back to because there's so much in it. Um, but yeah, that is all I have for you. I hope this spoke to you in some way or moved your heart in some way and uh, encouraged you to maybe want to spend some time with the Lord and ask him to reveal those places of your heart that maybe have been tempted or that have fallen to these um, temptations and just to be rest assured that the Lord is truth itself and nothing, any lie, it just doesn't stand up to truth and that in his name is all the power and all the glory and that the devil runs from the name of Jesus. He runs from our, our, our lady, uh, the mother of God. And so just not to be afraid, but actually to confidently approach our Lord, our father in trust and in confidence and ask him to show you those places of your heart that you need to repent of and receive that amazing, glorious forgiveness and all the graces that come with it to um, be able to grow in love and in God's will for you in this life. Do you believe in the power of conversion stories? Has this show moved you in some way? Join the Branches of the Vine community of supporters. You will be making this show happen and you'll be helping it grow and expand into new avenues to reach even more souls. Visit togrowgood.com slash support to join for as little as $3 a month. This link is also a live link in today's episode description. If you just scroll down, you'll be able to click right there to join us. As a gift back to you, you will gain access to an underground bonus podcast. That's right. A collection of monthly episodes on a series of different topics that stir my heart. In addition to behind the scenes updates on where he's leading this ministry and more. You are the light of the world. Thank you so much for supporting me in this mission and stepping out on the water to wherever he calls me next. Let's see where this goes.